Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 167 for the 7th of ER in a leap year. So today we're going to be talking about something really interesting. We're going to be discussing our relationship with God, which is the big theme of the Tanya, if you haven't noticed, and talk about this relationship using the imagery of a husband and a wife, and specifically using the imagery of kissing and hugging and the idea of a betrothal, which is the specifically, you know, when the, when the husband basically decides this is the woman that I, I want to marry and he sets out and he makes that commitment to her. So it's a very interesting comparison. And, it give, and again, to give this context, what we've been discussing in this chapter so far is really learning how to love God as a way of reciprocity for his love towards us. And we've been getting really deeply into understanding the extent of that and understanding how First of all, it's natural to feel a feeling of love towards somebody who shows you love regardless of who that person is. And all the more so would this be the case if there was a really big gap in terms of the level of the person who's showing the love and the person receiving the love. So like, for example, if a king were to show love to a bum on the street, the amount of love that the bum would display towards the king would most likely be like really, really, really intense. And we've been discussing the greatness of God and how infinite God is and how it's really beyond our comprehension, really, how how great he is. Like when we think of like the richest person in the world, Elon Musk or a a, you know, a, a president of a really big country or something like that. So God is beyond all of these things. That was really our focus yesterday. And so today, what we're going to be talking about is how this infinite God, this great, great, great king that's so beyond our comprehension, who did he choose? Who did he decide to focus his love on? And who did he focus on betrothing is us. So let's get into the text and see how the Altarabah explains all of this. And so for context, we are still in the middle of chapter 46 for Liku, of Likutiyar Marim. So here we go. So uh, the Altarabah begins and he begins with a quote from Yeshayahu, chapter 6, verse 3, which talks about where it's describing the angels and it's describing how the angels are discussing God's glory. And the angels say, to one another, they say, where is the place of God's glory? And the angels answer, the whole earth is filled with his glory. And so what is the whole earth filled with his glory? Like, how is it that God's glory is found here on earth? The ultra says, this is the Jewish people, that the Jewish people are God's glory. This is God's glory. So what does this mean? It means that God actually set aside 
all of the higher worlds and all of the lower worlds, like this whole retinue that we've been describing in the previous episode, he set aside all of that. And who did he choose? He specifically choose, chose the Jewish people. He specifically chose us to be his nation. And he took us out of Egypt, which was the lowest of the lowest place of the earth. It was called like the lewdness of the earth. It's described as uh, in, this is in Bracious, uh chapter 42, verse nine. It's described as that. It's a place of like total filth and impurity. And he, he took us out, not through an angel and not through any shaliach, not through any emissary, but it was God himself that took us out of Egypt. And he came down into this place. He came down and the altar brings a verse from Shemot chapter three, verse eight, where it says, which means, and I went down to rescue him. So God himself came down into the filth. It's like, again, the analogy of the king. Imagine if there was a a homeless person living literally in a garbage dump. And imagine if that king actually went into the garbage dump himself to take this guy out of the garbage dump. So God did this in order to bring him close to him and in, in, a, tr in a great and true unity with a connection of souls, like a very soulful connection and an aspect of kissing, a mouth to mouth kiss, like a kiss on the lips. And so what does that mean? So it's like, again, so this analogy, this is where we're coming into the analogy of a man and a woman. So it's saying that God wanted to connect with us in such a deep way that uh, he wanted to kiss us. So what does the kiss mean? So on a superficial level, a kiss is where the, the mouth touches the other mouth. And so when it comes to God, this is when we speak words of halacha. When, this is when we learn God's will, basically. Like when we speak, the, when we're learning Torah on a very superficial level, on a basic level, level um and uh this is and and then what else happens when when two people kiss so yes their mouths touch that's on a superficial level but there's also an exchange of breath and this exchange of breath can be described as spirit it's like the spirit they exchange spirits there's a connection of spirit to spirit and in this case when it comes to god this is through our understanding of torah and through our understanding of his will and his chokhmah and which are all the same with God because we've described previously, you know, that God is one with his wisdom and his will. So when we really not only just learn Torah on a superficial level, but when we really try to understand it, we're connecting our spirit with God's spirit, just like people connect breaths when they when they kiss. And then not only is there this aspect of kissing when it comes to God and his connection with us, there's also an act an, an aspect of a hug of a chibuk it's called in Hebrew and so what is that of the hugging how does God hug us this is through us keeping the the positive commandments that are the 248 positive commandments which are likened to the organs of the king so just like a physical king if he were to like come and like hug a person so that he's using his organs his his limbs to do this so the 248 uh, positive commandments are likened to the 248 organs or limbs of the king as we talked about above so you can go back and look at that it's in chapter 23 we described how the 248 limbs of the king or the 248 commandments are likened to the king the limbs or organs of god and in a general aspect then we also see that the all of the commandments the 248 positive commandments are divided into three different types that are uh likened to 
to the right side, the left side, and the middle, which is, what does that mean? The right side, left side, and middle. So if you've been following along in Tanya already, then, you know, the right side is usually associated with chesed, with kindness, giving. The left side is associated with deen, judgment. And the middle side is rachamim, the aspects of of, uh, compassion or mercy. So every single one of the 248 commandments tends towards one of these things. It tends to be more oriented towards kindness or giving, or more uh, severity or justice or more compassion. And why is it divided into three? This is likened to the two arms of a person and their body. So this is what makes up the hug. When a person hugs somebody, then they have two arms that hug the person and there's the body that's hugging them. So if you visualize a hug, you'll see that that's what's going on. And then now the altar says, this is how we can understand the meaning of what is said. And we say this in all many, many different brachas that we say. So, you know, you may be familiar with a lot of different brachas we say before we eat. Uh, wash our hands after we wash our hands before we eat bread we say and then we say whatever it is so literally that means that he who betrothed us with his mitzvahs so that's an interesting thing so think about that he who betrothed us with his mitzvahs so meaning to say if a man wants to propose to a woman and he wants to get engaged to her, he'll usually bring a ring or some kind of jewelry or something to represent that this is his commitment to her. This is his way of betrothing her. And so in this case, how does God betroth himself to us is through his mitzvahs. So the altar explains this and he says, just like a man who betroths himself to a woman uh, in order to be totally unified with with her, with total unity, as is explained. And then the altar cites a verse from Breshi's chapter two, verse 24, where it says, that he should cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. So the altar is really emphasizing the fact that like when a man gets married to his wife, the idea is that they really, really become one. So this is exactly the type of unity, but to an infinite degree, which is the which happens when the to the godly soul, uh, when it involves itself in Torah and mitzvahs, and to the vitalizing soul, which another word for that is the animal soul, and to its garments, which we described above, when it's involved in doing mitzvahs. Um, what and so all so our godly soul and our and our vital soul the entirety of us becomes unified with God, with the infinite one, blessed be he, to an infinite degree when we involve ourselves in his mitzvahs. So this is how God betroths himself, so to speak, to us in through his mitzvahs. Because betrothal, we know, is the idea of unity and really unifying with a person. And so God wants to unify with us in the same way. And so he does that through the mitzvahs and his Torah. So that is it for today. So again, in summary, basically what we learned is that this uh, this love that God has towards us is a really great thing. Because first of all, love of anybody towards anybody would be really great and would lead to a recipe of love and we also learned that God is not just a regular person God is like a king and even more than a king is like to an infinite degree it's like beyond our comprehension how great he is and that he chose us and he wanted to be betrothed to us and what does betrothal mean it means really being united with us in really a very visceral sense it's not just like this arranged marriage kind of thing it's like we're talking about hugging and kissing like really really getting intimate here 
becoming one flesh. And the way that this happens is through the kiss, first of all, is the speaking words of Torah on a very simple level, like speaking God's will, namely halacha. And then the breath that's exchanged in the kiss is actually trying to understand God's will. And then the hugging part is that's actually performing his positive commandments. And so through all of this, this is how we can understand that God actually betrothes himself to us and commits himself to us through the mitzvahs. So I hope that was interesting and we will continue along these lines tomorrow and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.